pulls a large sexual device out of his pants. He tells the girl that he has a very large <laughs> penis. Welcome back to another episode of The Pedophiles. In this episode, I'm uh, so thankful to be at Brampton's Project Mayhem Commune. Fight Club fans out, out there know what I'm talking about. Uh, I'm with the Brampton boys. This crew, they're all about the cult, the uh, secret societies, uh, certain groups... A lot of them out there running the world. Okay, we're talking about vaccines. Okay, there's there's four of them here. You guys, you guys, uh, did you guys know the the show's called The Pedophiles? We did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. I just, well, I did Jacob. Not. Oh, okay, oh, good. No. good, 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 good. Yeah. Hey, you know, it's, it's, you know it, it is what it is. Um, everyone's supposed to be an a, anonymous. I, I just I fucked up. No, no one knows. That's not his name. It's an alias. Okay, everyone's everyone's called Jacob here. Uh, again, variations of J. Yes, um, Jr. Robert Paulson, right from Fight Club. Okay, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop with that. I'm baked as fuck. But we were talking about the uh, vaccines earlier, and uh, I I got an interesting perspective from you guys. You guys actually had uh, personal experiences with vaccines, just like helping the fuck out of uh, out of uh, people you knew. Right? Yeah, man. Like like these two guys, like back where they're from, like like. They're from places in the world where there was so much disease rampant that like children were dying, like weren't making past the age of five, six, seven. So in that region, there yeah. might be problems with vaccine, but there was a lot of good that came with it. That kind of put me in my place because like uh, I post a lot of shit showing all this like really weird connections with uh, vaccines and sh- uh, putting down in it. But there is like a good side that people should uh, should remember that this this is an actual uh, science that helps people. It's an excellent way to test stuff on a population. Test whatever, but whether it's a biological agent, a chemical agent, but it's a great way to spread it in a population. So I can understand why yeah. some people are against vaccines because they've started to notice these things in the vaccine themselves. They've sent for tests, yeah. which shouldn't be in vaccines, like mercury and certain other heavy metals. But, yeah. I mean... It's a delivery system. At the end of the day, it's a yeah. delivery system. A lot of it is. The screen that I'm looking at right now, yeah, exactly. that's a delivery system for, exactly. for things into my brain, right? And uh, we, we kind of live in this uh, very controlled uh, farm. We're being farmed, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's, yeah. Where, where to even... cosmic slaughter, <laughs> oh, as Rick would say. Vaccines are one way to broach the subject, but we were talking about a lot of shit beyond that about artifacts and rudolf steiner which i was kind of hooked on recently i talked about him on an episode earlier wonderful man he is dynamic farming and wolf schools if you don't know who he is dude i didn't even bring up any of that shit but yeah that all that too no i was more talking about atlantis right we're talking about secret uh societies hoarding uh artifacts from that uh that age there's a there's a, a the dome of the rock in israel was a vault right used to be yeah man so like in that that time period it wasn't yeah. known that as that and a whole bunch of groups like the templars and shit went went there to uh see what what was in there i guess 
well, well, one thing we didn't talk about, there's a lot, um, the, 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 uh, Ark of the Covenant, that's one artifact, sorry, you're giving each other hand signals, I was so confused, no, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, the, the Ark of the Covenant is one artifact, right? Okay, so... What is that? Do you think it's in, like, uh, Sudan or whatever? I, okay, what it, is, what it is and where it is, what it is, I think it was a power source. Yeah, some nuclear it. device or something, right? Oh, or fusion, or, like, some kind of electromagnetic jet. But it gave off a lot of radiation, though, right? Yeah, power, energy, it gave off energy. Of yeah. Sort. That's what it possibly could have been. And, um... <laughs> as for where it is... Ethiopia, maybe? Yeah, Ethiopia. Ethiopia is a big one that comes up. There's that one monastery there. Do you think Hitler was after that? When he was going to that? Hitler was after a lot of things. Did you see? Hitler was after a lot of stuff. He was. Yo, buddy. to believe in the occult. Buddy. Like, like, even from the mainstream perspective, if you look at him for a little bit, you're like, okay, wait I'm really high. I gotta remember not to name names. By the way, I could bleep out your name if you want. But, dude. Honestly, I don't care, but whatever. It, it doesn't even matter at the end of the day, but I respect your privacy enough, right? Um, so there was that one famous picture of, of one of the heads of the uh, like archaeology or, or occult division of, of the Nazis, um, one fucking Himmler, some fucking guy, standing Himmler. standing next to uh, a bust of an ancient like matriarchal goddess from like uh, ancient times. That's like a weird oo part that was found in like uh, uh, Mexico. That is actually kind of similar to this goddess in like Spain, and it's just like, whoa, what the fuck? And he was like looking after that, and he was looking for these weird artifacts and stuff that had some kind of significance. The Spear of Destiny was one of them, right? Yeah, he, that was the main one. To go through such lengths to find this shit, right? Like, yeah. Well, the the idea is the the secret reason they went into Africa is to search for those shit. That was the entire thing of uh, one theater of their their war is to search for weird artifacts in Africa. One one very blatant sign of all of this is the fact that the swastika was a reversed symbol that you can find in Eastern mysticism. That you know, it's it's a symbol that he took and he corrupted it because a lot of times in occultism you have to reverse a symbol. You have yeah. to present it, but you have to oh, like the cross. Meaning. Yeah, or you know, yeah, like the cross. But yeah. um, the the swastika is something he took from Tibet when he went and he raided Tibet. Mm -hmm. I believe it was in 1933 or 34 where he went and. Before he went, he launched all his wars, he actually, you know, went and he did some research. He went to Tibet and he raided some monasteries. Yeah. This proved this well, his whole thing was how the, uh, the Aryan race, right? Race. And uh, the Aryan is like a, another way, uh, a similar way of saying is like the Ira Iranian or... Yeah, that's that, that kind of, And it's like this, yeah. this group that's traced it's, to like brown people in right. the like, Middle East and <laughs> India. And he's like, yeah, we're the Aryans. It's like, what? Yeah. What the fuck? The mainstream view yeah. is that there's a group that left the Caucasus Mountains yes. around 2000 BC yes. called the Aryans. Yes. And they had five tribes These that like correspond with the five castes. Nomadic horse yeah. people, yeah. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. they left and seemingly it corresponds with the idea that like the glaciers are receding, they're now able to get through certain passes, and now they can like, you know, dip. Well, a, a lot of it goes back to those ca Caucasus Mountains, right? Uh, there's the idea that the Ark of the Covenant, or not the Ark of the Covenant, the uh, Noah's Ark, right? Is, uh, yes, is, is there, and that they find these graves of like, uh, yeah. like just millions of graves, and the idea that people went there and just buried their dead there for thousands of years before they started like right. leaving it. And then like, like even, it, it, it connects to Hinduism, apparently the Vedas are brought with the Aryans as well. 
uh, to India. They weren't written India. They were texts that the Aryan people had. Right. So, like, it, it's, you can see why Hitler would want to go to that region. Yeah. By namesake alone. Well, it's interesting because uh, I, I read one study recently about uh, Neanderthals and how um, they were around, uh, like, 6,000, 8,000, 10,000 BC, supposedly, uh, some of them. And uh, it was a, around this area where they, they really populated this, this uh, Caucasus Mountains, Armenia, Iran area type, type of, uh, like, the region, right? And uh, that they were kind of uh, enslaving and uh, ruling over the human population and just pillaging them for, um, for a while until they got displaced and, and killed and murdered, I guess. what kind of stories can be traced back to that idea. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot, oftentimes... A lot of stories, yeah, probably, yeah. yeah. Like, stories of some big, strong being thing came out and he looked different. Well, they were nocturnal hunters and they would hunt us, right? And uh, saw this idea of, like, vampires, right? Vampires, boogeyman and shit like that. Apparently, they, there's, like, some but pretty... vampires specifically, though. Yeah, they're nocturnal hunters, too, and they uh, t target humans, right? And then yeah. these guys were pretty savage and, you know... That's sort of the, the, the continuation. Vampire thing from Vlad the Impaler. Yeah. Yeah. The Order of the Red Dragon or something yeah, like that. His story is pretty interesting too. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, if you were sent away by your dad to a foreign kingdom and you have to live there and they treated you badly and then you're brought back to take over the empire, you know, yeah. I think you'd have a lot of hate for the people who kept you captive. Yeah. And it did kind of twist him into this... Because he was a master strategist. He understood, you know, warfare yeah. very well. He was very successful in a lot of his campaigns. Yeah. But it was his brutality that eventually... Uh, his undoing, right? Like... Turned the people against him. Because uh, he, he understood the power of psychology. So fear was something he would really try to instill in his enemies. And this is this is something we can see, see till today. People yeah. have like this thing yeah. about vampires and Dracula and this and that. Yeah. So his, yeah. his, his fear-based tactics, one of the very famous ones is... Him impaling his enemies through the butt and out the mouth, yes, yeah. and, and planting it on on the sides of his castle, so mm -hmm. that you know to yeah. to really dissuade people from mm -hmm. rebelling against him or dissuade his enemies from attacking him because this is what's going to happen to you if you lose. Yeah. So I mean, that's where that legend comes from—the bathing in the blood of his enemies. That that's Vlad the Impaler. Right. Right. That's interesting that, that you bring that up—the uh, the bathing in the blood because uh, the Order of the Red Dragon continued after his death and there was some uh was some um uh, princess or something in in the english royal family that killed like 600 or 800 handmaidens because she liked to play with their blood essentially and she bathed yeah she's she has she holds a record for being the she, most prolific female murderer she yeah, she bathed in a bathtub of handmaiden blood and uh bathory sounds familiar I thought it started with an M or something. It's it's a worthy name to remember, it's for sure. And we're not doing uh, all her hard work justice. But blood magic, right? Or the idea that blood is, is, is powerful. And now we've, we see ambrosia and like this idea of uh, using it to... Uh, getting it from uh, volunteer youth. And, her name uh, was Elizabeth Bathory. Oh, oh you got it. And she... I didn't get it. I looked it up. No, no, he got no, it. I, I guessed it before. He got, he you did? Nice, it. nice. Yeah. Nice. And she practiced vampirism on young girls and young women. Yes. And that's, the, yeah. that's the mainstream view. That's on the Guinness Book of World Records. But apparently she was in that Order of the Red Dragon as well. Ah, so that's probably... Yeah.
Actually, and you see this lineman. you see this picture right. of an uh, a red dragon in like uh, a lot of coat of arms in in England as well. Like Wales, it, its coat of arms is a red dragon. There's like a, a couple other like places that have their a coat of arms as a, as a red dragon. And yeah, just, what's up with that coat of arms? Like why is why why is there like a chain unicorn on the coat of arms? Like, what, it's it's like a, it's a gang unicorn? sign. No, no, it's a gang sign. <laughs> It's like you're rolling down the hills. You have your gang sign just like here, flying in the wind. Unicorns and we chained them. Like yeah, the unicorn's a yeah. mythical animal. It's like we found it and we chained it. <laughs> yeah, that is weird having a mythical animal. I get a lion or an eagle. Yeah, I get yeah. that stuff, but I want a platypus on mine. <laughs> Coat of arms. Yes. I never thought about it. Okay, so that that was that that was really interesting, but. It wasn't the main topic that I, I wanted to address here uh, when I was talking. Okay, well, there was a main topic, and we talked about it before I came here, right? Is the whole Vatican um, connection with child, uh, you know, abuse, right? And then now with Epstein and the uh, royal family, and uh, now very recently Ricky Gervais going there and just like uh, calling out Hollywood, oh, saying like, that. "Oh, you all, you're all friends with Epstein anyway, pretty much." Okay. And, uh, that's I saw someone posting about yeah. that today, yeah. saying "Ha ha ha, Epstein!" I mean, "Ha ha, Ricky Gervais!" Yes, that's what it was. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. It was a really good monologue. It was really funny. Yeah, he he also said, um, uh, "Guaranteed, uh, like, uh, not uh, all of you had to fly your own plane today." Obviously, talk about uh, Epstein's pedophile express or whatever. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh man. That was uh, that was interesting, but yeah, like uh, referencing how. Like, for example, Bill Clinton was on there at least, like, 28 times, confirmed times. Yeah. Right? Without Secret Service, yeah. uh, on, on occasion at least. Something like that. That That's actually what makes it very, very, like, even scarier. It's oh, like, yo, you big time scary. You didn't bring your Secret Service with you? You felt that safe. Yes. So who do you guys think, like, like how did Epstein make his money? Because, like, from what I've read about him, he was, like, a school teacher, right? I, I read... Then, like, I read that... Uh, he might have uh, won the lottery a couple times. A couple uh, times. Two times in the and same city the Mossad, or something. Guys, come on, guys. He was in the Mossad. No, the reason why the the, the faint connection to, uh, evidence of that is during one of the court hearings, they brought in one of his pilots for his you know the the plane that he uses for whatever, uh, and uh, he said, oh yeah, he uh, won uh, uh, most of his money from, uh, or at least he told me from uh, this lottery winning for Zorro Ranch. So you could you could uh, receive the lottery winnings anonymously through like a, a group or whatever, and they he said he called himself Zorro Ranch. And he, he owned this property called Zorro Ranch, but then in the article it said that oh no that was uh, discredited. It was uh, some in some other state in some other Zorro Ranch or something like that. And um, the point still remains is the pilot the pilot said that in a hearing, so he's mm-hmm. getting that from somewhere. Yeah. And um, obviously, I don't think he literally wanted lucky motherfucker through the lottery. Clearly, there's some weird corru- uh, corruption going on with the lottery uh, in those states. Yeah. Honestly, if that's the case. From, from the outside looking in, he looks like he was someone who was willing to do something that no one else was willing to do. So yeah. they gave him money to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, even if that's the most surface level analysis of the situation, mm-hmm. looking at it that way. Because like, the money has no trail. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, not as an have no trail. Has the weirdest trail. Someone gave him like seventy million dollars. Like what? Like why? Yeah. Well, if well, if, like. if you control the media and if you control technology, um, 
tech companies and shit like that uh you could just make that shit go away you could just make that shit like no one uh, focuses on you don't see anyone in the news asking where he got most of his money right um presumably he got it under the table for uh uh kid fucking or child uh or teen prostitutes whatever way you want to phrase it um um whatever the extent is in reality right Right. but i don't think that's where he got most of his money okay i think he used that as like a means to get in into certain people's um awareness and and have influence them be able to blackmail them or whatever right that was the key that that was the key he would blackmail everyone he's the blackmailer so that was the entire point i don't think the point was to make money in those uh he, he made money elsewhere through whatever uh shady means people just gave him stuff that one guy gave him like this famous lawyer yeah or just gave him a 60 million dollar place in the middle of like 60 or 70 million dollars like yeah that. exactly if you're best friends with these people yeah. bill gates or whatever right he said he was fucking uh friends with him in one article and then he just like, completely disavowed him weird man like his because like he says like okay he starts as a teacher then high school beca- teacher then he becomes a banking and fi- works in the banking and finance sector and ends up working at bear stearns and then has his own firm. And then people on Wall Street, they are on record, not on record, but they're all talking about, yeah, we never seen this guy make a trade. We never heard, we heard of him. But we never seen, no, we, we never trade with him. We're mm-hmm. the biggest guys on Wall Street. If we didn't trade with him, who traded with him? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just having a hedge fund type of thing is like I, I heard great when, place to park when he was in that financial world, uh, one, of, one of the jobs, he was there for like less than a year or whatever, and he had to quit or else he would have uh faced like some legal consequences and so he just ended up quitting almost in disgrace right uh and then he went on to just keep making money right i wonder uh, oh interesting is that what he left bear stearns something like that one of the financial places we were in i see i'm not that that's one of my weak spots i'm not big into the financial aspects of things because obviously it's important and, and i'm force fed that in, in the in the circles and shit that uh, uh that i run to understand okay that the that the currency is run on debt it's uh not uh backed on anything uh, substantial and so yeah economics is in, 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 inflation causes this shit. massive slavery and, I, and i'm understanding it but it's just like i'm not prone to there's no understanding it, it. Right. Uh, modern day neoclassical economics is, is it's it's designed to be busted it doesn't make any sense. The, the, there's genius people out there who've tried to figure out economics. Just basic, you know, classical, like, what, what's happening right now, economics, and they can't figure it out. For the life of them, they can't. Because what do you think about uh, Bitcoin? Because I heard some shady thing about uh, things about that. I like the concept. It's a fantastic concept. I love the concept as well. Fantastic concept. The way it's, it's explained. Well, it. considering how it it's started. A, it's, it's a currency that, that can't be inflated. That's one of the beautiful things about it. Yes. Right. Yes. So that's very interesting. Exactly. It's it's that's not the only problem with the system, but you know what the fact that. But we still don't know who made it. Okay, and apparently we can't account for forty percent of of bitcoins out there. Right. And um, some people think that a lot of the uh, uh, language and stuff goes back to these white papers from the CIA in the nineties or whatever. And there was also some. Uh, Rothschild uh, uh, paper uh, saying that they're going to uh, control a new cur- currency that will arise from the ashes of uh, of um, the uh, all all the other world currencies, right? Right, right, right. And apparently, it was like this phoenix with this Bitcoin symbol in its mouth. Oh, oh it makes makes sense because if there was to be a, a world war, uh, type of, like a world war type of thing, there would need to be a currency that runs. 
And uh, it's, it's sad to say, but like sin industry tends to withstand financial pressures, right? And sin industries? Like drugs. Oh, okay. Drugs and I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And alcohol, that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. So if all that shit happens, those things, a lot of assets originally were tied up in those industries to begin with in regarding Bitcoin. Yeah. A lot of Silk Road trading and whatnot. Yeah. I'm just thinking, now that you're mentioning 40% is unaccounted for. That's one th- thing that I heard. Just, just off the top of my head, I'm thinking, if you are a shadow, shadowy person and you just own 40% of the Bitcoin because you created that Bitcoin, yeah. and then you have the other 60% work for work to raise the value of Bitcoin, yeah. they thereby raise the value of your Bitcoin. And you just get rich off of their work. Like the thing that's <laughs> happening right now. Yeah. So it's just. Um, that's, in, what that's what I'm thinking. Though. In with the old master, and uh, or out with the old master, in with the new master, right? Right. Well, pretty much. Well, currency itself is an interesting thing, right? Like it's. Well, you need it, but it's also. Here, here's the idea. It's like the internet, right? Uh, I made this point with uh, a friend um, not too long ago, actually. How, uh, like, like the uh, internet. Uh, Bitcoin is started through these weird shadowy deep state projects that that come out into public use and then everyone makes it seem like oh it, it got out of control now it's the wild west of information right and uh, you have this belief that oh bitcoins is gonna you could take bitcoins algorithm and make your own currency and we don't even need bitcoin anymore fuck them right but what if all of this is all controlled to begin with just to make the appearance that uh, uh, it's the wild west of all this fucking shit it's probably a mix of the things where there are some entities that probably are con- are creating, uh, a, for example, the entity that created Bitcoin, mm-hmm. they they could be a part of that controlling element. And I think DARPA created the internet, right? Right, right. So there, but there still would be elements of, of of chaos in that system, which is the average person knowing how to do it and creating their own currency. Exactly. That'll also help, and that'll also cover the idea that there is a controlled aspect to it. Mm-hmm. Right. That's one at way of. Um, making it so people don't believe that, that this is happening, mm-hmm. right? Because like, there's evidence against it built into it. Exactly. In the chaos. That's what I'm saying. There's evidence against it built into it. Yeah, it's a great way of, of putting it. Right. Because the chaos, people say, "Oh, it's not scientific." It's not scientific. This, this is life. It's not scientific. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, this is the world of uh, intelligence agencies. that are just modern day mystery schools, right? And right. It's, it's the same psyops and it's the same fucking plays being done over and over again. It's the same concepts applied throughout. Time. I think global warming is a, is a big example of that reoccurring play. This idea that we could control the weather, that the weather is somehow this weird divine element that you got to pay, you got to tie to the priests to make the uh, rain come, or we're all gonna die, right? And it's just like it's this recurring uh, theme of enslaving people that that's used. So I I just got a quick uh, do it up like rewind here. So you're trying to connect Jeffrey Epstein to the Vatican like that's the whole point of this like what? well we were talking about the the Vatican and how yeah. it uh is running its own weird operation seemingly on, on its own right of uh yeah, trafficking all, kids and abusing them. The, like what is the Vatican how is it connected to like, I think it's Rome that Rome. just okay. uh okay. changed its fucking uh game I guess so uh clearly in our it's conversations racket. we've established or, or we're we're going on 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 the on the basis of that there is some kind of shadowy organization that runs the planet, yes? 
Is, is that our basic understanding and we're, we're going off that? Yeah. Then I, can I, th I think that there's multiple layers of that, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. That, that's what the whole pyramid is, right? I mean, the, the, there's a group at the top and then yeah. below them there's another. There, there's a bunch of other groups and then below those groups they have control of a bunch of other groups and yeah. so on and so forth until there's us, you know, the, the people yeah. of, of the earth who are the lowest rung, you know, the foundation of this pyramid. But uh, my thing is, let's try to like, if we have this basic understanding that, okay, there is some kind of shadowy shit going on, let's try to figure out what's going on, how, when, where, all that jazz, right? So where does the Vatican fit into all of this? So uh, you've, maybe your, your, your listeners know about this, maybe they don't, but the obelisks, the good old obelisks, mm -hmm. the, the, the phallic symbol of these mystery schools, mm -hmm. um, you find three of them. Uh, that used to be, or two of them used to be at the Temple of Cleopatra, I think, uh, way back in the day. And then one was in a quarry that they, they quarried it out and they finished it. And these three obelisks, and they're ancient Egyptian obelisks that were sent to three cities, basically. Yeah. So the three cities are the three uh, control powers of our world, basically. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of the stuff in our, in our, on planet Earth, uh, the decisions are made in these three places. And decisions regarding what, though? So, decisions regarding uh, the physical state of humans, the mental state of humans, and the spiritual state of humans. So, as for spiritual state, you can look at the Vatican. That's supposedly the, the spiritual head of all of it. Right. And in Vatican Square, they have that fucking obelisk. They have a lot of interesting uh, things that they've uh, yeah. Yeah, put sure. up and named. But the obelisk we'll is, is like a 3,000 or 4,000 year old Egyptian obelisk. Yeah. Never mind Roman art. Yeah, they have tons of Roman art that they, you know, that they built themselves. Yeah. That dates from the Greek times. But I'm talking about stuff that's even older, way older, from the Temple of Luxor. Um, and they have these obelisks. Okay, so there's one in the Vatican. Okay. And its sister obelisk is in... Do you know where it is? No. Because there's two at the Temple uh, of Luxor, the gates. Can I guess? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 uh, in uh, <clears throat> Mecca. No. Oh, fuck. That would be no. sick, bro. That would be sick, right? No. <laughs> I'd be like, whoa, what's happening there? Across yeah. culture. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a place. That, that, that's also a there very might... mysterious place. If you ever want to learn about it, that's another conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mecca is a place you do not mess with. Um, <laughs> so, then the second obelisk, because you have to think about, like, who runs the world. Think about it. Who runs the world? For, for about, let's say, 800 years, what empire ran the world? Rome? No. Rome never ruled for 800 years. Oh, colonialism, what was it? bro. Come on, man. That's my other... A couple hundred years, right? Um, colonialism. The British Empire? The British Empire. Hey, yeah. Thank you. Yes. So the British Empire. Think British Empire. Right. So where's the second one? What's the capital of Britain? Mm, London? London. And it's in inner city London. Really? Where all the world's biggest yeah. banks are. Yes. Okay. I'm so surprised you don't know this. No, dude. And then the third one. I'm always amazed by it. You're new. So the third one. The I'm third always one, amazed by it. The third one, yeah. and the third one wasn't even a finished obelisk. They finished it, as in they, yeah. they quarried it out from the quarry. Yeah. I think it's in Aswan in Egypt. But they so sorry. Pause. It's key to understand that these are the actual obelisks from Egypt. Yeah, they were yeah, together yeah, at one yeah, point. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, I, I get it. No, I get that. The two originals, the one. In yes. The the, okay, so the, the, they they were sister obelisks. Okay. Yes. And okay. Obelisks. Let's get back to the, let's take a side trip here and just explain. Oh man, there's so, so many so side the trips coming. Two obelisks yeah. that, that were at the Temple of Luxor represent two mm -hmm. towers in, in another way. Oh no. Yeah. Okay. I know this guy's. It's, we're not going to get into this, but I'm just going to you know quick tie in there. Okay. So it's the two towers. So when they're 
And the two towers represent something, basically it represents a gate of some sort, a stargate. That's what, in their terminology, this is not what I believe, this is what these mystery schools and, you know, all these people believe, these organizations that the, the two pillars, and this is something you see in Freemasonry too, and a lot of their iconography, the two pillars. Mm -hmm. And the two pillars represent a stargate, a gate that entities can come through, right? Mm -hmm. So then they, they took these obelisks, one's in, in, in the Vatican, one's in... Uh, in uh, in London, where do you think the third one is? Uh, think who, who's the modern day powerful powers? empire? In New York or Washington? Or Washington, out of boy. So where is it? Uh, the Washington Memorial, buddy. Oh, yeah, that's shit. big yeah. fucking dick that's in front of. No way, that's, that's from Egypt, really? Yeah. Oh they, my god! What do they have in front of it? A reflecting pool. They have that giant pool that Forrest Gump, you know that that whole scene. It's a reflecting pool. Remember? That's a, like a portal. Two. Holy so, shit, oh, dude. Creates two mind, body, and soul. Mind, body, and soul. That's what they have to control, right? Because mm -hmm. humans aren't just body or mind. They're, yeah. You know, they're all three. So Rome represents controlling the, the soul. America represents controlling the body. And the British represents controlling the mind. Because what's, what's, what's a concept that we all fucking use on a day-to-day -day basis that, that, that's in our mind? It's mainly in our fucking mind. It's not a real fucking thing, you understand? It's money. Money, yeah. Money, money yeah. is a made-up concept. It, it, it's not. It's not a natural concept in any way. Mm -hmm. And all the world's biggest banks, the the financiers, they're mm -hmm. all sitting in London. I no, I do think London is is a big hub of that because of the banking and and the and, the, and the royal families. Has, bro, he's in London. Yeah, yeah, the banking and the royal families are all in London, so that's a big part too. But back to the Vatican. Apparently, they they erected some statue to Moloch. This fucking. Uh, uh, child eating uh, god, and um, they have entity, their 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 yeah. entity. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, of course. It, if you're gonna say god, it's a little g. You have to specify. Yeah, little g god. A bitch ass motherfucker. If I had to at least in my pick. understanding so far, what I've realized, there is some kind of cosmic entity. And and last piece, uh, they 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 named their observatory, the Vatican Observatory, uh, observatory Lucifer. Star. Yeah, okay. yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah. So there, that, that's like some creepy shit. It's like, aren't you supposed to be like against this fucking satanic site? No, because you have to look at the Catholic Church record with molesting children. Like, well, at I, this point, I think they have a yeah. long record. Did, it, did you, you hear that? No, but did you hear? It's yeah, systemic throughout their history. Yeah. To the point. Yes. Where, and throughout the, yes. to the point where the yes. uh, Pope Ratzinger, I don't know what his actual Pope name is. Yes. Benedict the 16th. Yeah, fuck oh, his actual Pope name. Oh my God. Because he doesn't deserve a Pope name. You know what I'm saying? You're not. You don't deserve a pope. Name your rat singer. Let's, anyway, what do you do? He was. He his job within the apparatus was he was a part. He was the uh, the 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 head of the department that oversaw the disciplinary actions when it, we fa they found out that a priest was touching little boys. Right. Mm -hmm. So he's the guy who knew about all the yes. fucking boy touching. And then he became yeah. the pope. And, and he became the pope. Think about all the political maneuvers that would have to happen in the most difficult political environment on the planet. That would be like el electing the head of the NSA yeah. as president. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like, okay. I, and I heard that the Vatican is like the most sophisticated and advanced intelligence agency because they have archives for thousands of years of on people shit. Uh, I, they have things that no one has ever seen. Exactly. The, yeah, they're, they're vault and shit. And for the sure. thing with human development is that doesn't happen a little by little. It happens yeah. a Thing happens, explosion, nothing. Thing happens, explosion, nothing. And that's even a principle in evolutionary terms. Mm. With uh, punctuated equilibrium is the way that I think it uh, happens with the terminology there. Mm -hmm. But like, 
that's the way it happens. So like by withholding specific pieces of information or specific discoveries or specific documents, it holds humanity back yeah. quite well, quite quite effectively. Yeah. There was a time where they used to burn people for like reading Bibles in English and stuff. So they've always had that mm-hmm. yeah. control yeah. of knowledge. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, they, they also, like, when the printing press was going and stuff, people were publishing uh, books and, you know, papers, pamphlets, whatever, um, saying how there's a drug-fueled gay orgies in the Vatican in the Middle Ages. Okay? Mm. And um, people are saying the same thing now, by the way, that that's, hap- that's still happening. Uh, there's, there's one guy, uh, Leo Zagami, Never gonna forget that name. Funny ass name. He, in uh, in in Rome, I, I don't know if he was a former priest or whatever, but he's like a um, a reporter or a journalist that's like led into the Vatican or whatever, and he just like yeah. says the craziest shit of what they're up to, and, it, and that's this, and he's reporting on the same thing. And then this was happening in the Middle Ages, right? And you th- you think, and like it wasn't being covered up. Seemingly, people were like reporting on it even even back then. And then you gotta realize what was the uh, apostolic palace or so I heard at least, was uh, the former head of the uh, cult of Saturn. Okay? Okay. In, in, in Roman society. And uh, then when, you know, Christianity came, they just changed a lot of it. Like, yes. uh, apparently their hat is like some uh, uh, homage to this, what they would wear, that was like uh, the head of Dagon or something, this fish god. Right? Because it looks like a little little fish, right? Um... There, do, there does seem to be elements yeah. when so you like, look up. Yeah. Yeah. I find the whole idea that they actually believe that, like, you know the communion wafer? Yeah. It turns into the flesh, like, and the wine, it literally turns into the blood. Like, they yeah. actually believe that. Yeah. I think that's quite creepy, because, like... That's what they say. Like, <laughs> no, that's what they say. They do. Like, I, I went yeah, to Orthodox actually, uh, church and shit. And right. I've talked to people that were super Orthodox, and they're like, yeah, no, so it becomes if, the, the blood and the, the, so the flesh if, of... So if the uh, intention... Christ by the believer is that I'm eating um, the blood and the flesh of, the, of this being. Of my savior. The intention in, is very important in regards to rituals and occult rituals and whatnot. It's cannibalism. Yeah. Like, you have to do that. You have to believe it. Yeah. So, yeah. are they trying to mandate a cannibalistic act macked on mass? That's what it sounds like. Yeah. And then also uh, the black uh, cube of Saturn, right? So if they were worshipping the Saturn god way back when in the apostolic palace in the Hellenic times, right, uh, where the Vatican is now, um, they were worshipping this planet, then now we see this giant hexagonal thing on, on its north pole, right, and all this starts connecting, and then the cross is just an unfolded cube, right, and um, it, it's, they, they worship some weird occult stuff, the point is, uh, uh, the Vatican, and uh, the fact that anyone worships them, like, ties to them and, like, follows their little masses and shit, it's just, it's amazing. It is. Like, I can't believe it, man. Like, people need things to believe. Alright, well, what about Suleimani? Suleimani? Yeah. Oh, man. What happened there? Because, like, I hear he's a really bad guy. Did you see there was, like, a t- in Toronto, there was a... Uh, a bunch of people that were like uh, mourning his loss, his passing, yeah, until the right? Guy showed up. And uh, uh, a lot of people, I don't know if he ran it or not, but someone that was like really vocal there is like probably a known terrorist or something. And he was having a shouting match with these Iranian 
uh, immigrants that are like, no, he's a bad guy, right? Yeah. And uh, how that's fucking just blowing up now. Right. So, and uh, World War Three, what's happening, man? So, so like, man, it is a very, it's a big story, man. Because yeah. Iran, just on the surface, everyone thinks when they think Middle East country, Middle Eastern countries, these are fly-by-night militaries that can't do shit. Yeah. You know, they're gonna be rolled over very easily. Yeah. Iran's not like that. Iran is not like on par with the U.S. But to say that like they're not gonna lose a lot of people fighting Iran is is is, is that's not a, that's not a far-fetched thing to say. Yeah. They're gonna lose a lot of people fighting Iran. Iran has a has an air force. They make their own planes. They have the. It's not like nuclear weapons is a hard thing to make they made it back in the 1940s and the information is pretty much online they teach you in high school yeah. the basics of making fission bomb in in, in school yeah so like they're not it's, not it's not some secret yeah yeah can, yeah you know like like they could do that yeah but I think so, Trump, so. Trump did this again two reasons right okay. one is to distract attention away from what's happening to him the impeachment yeah because war war always mobilizes you know the yeah. industry mm-hmm. great for morale great for morale especially in a nationalistic we've seen nation many times mm. many different presidents and their administrations have ran a war quick times just to you know distract attention from their own dealings trump even said that he even tweeted things like that the second of all but is there any truth that he, this Suleimani guy, was planning further actions, and like this, this was this was absolutely necessary. We'll get there. We'll get there. There's multiple things involved yeah, in the story. Yeah. yeah. The second major thing I want to point out mm-hmm. is the fact that, and and I'm not saying this because I'm defending the guy. I'm just saying this objectively. Speaking. Yeah, of course. Objectively speaking, that's what I'm trying to do too. The data is. First of all, there's lots of motherfuckers you can run around and kill like this. You can, you can send a bomb at, right? Yeah. There's tons of dudes. Why choose yeah. this guy at this point right now? Okay. Uh, one. Oh, of second course. Of all, of second course. of all, you killed him in a foreign country at a, at a public airport. That is your ally. That is your ally. You built yeah. that nation. Do you understand? So, so you're you, bombing you me. I'm you. <laughs> I, I have no words for that. Yeah, I mean, like, that's not cool. None of it is ever cool. But Iraq is having a vote. Sense. America Whether, does that. That's America. Right America comes Iraq and drone strikes wherever they want, military actions without a proper declaration of war, all the time. Obama did it countlessly and got yes. a fucking Nobel Peace Prize for yes. it. Everybody does for being it. the yes. drone lord. Everybody did it in their administration. It's part of their mandate. Like, you have to understand. Is the technology the evil? Does not have power. Is the technology He's evil? simply the face that's it. Okay, but Hitchhiker's so, Guide to the Galaxy. Should no one ever throw a cruise missile at a Hitler? That's somewhere maybe. Okay, so that is a different story. Oh, Listen, yeah. We don't know. Yeah. We don't know if there's a Hitler like that. Everyone's right. trying to paint everybody like Hitler. Everybody needs Absolutely. to understand something. Is that and this is a quote from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Presidents aren't elected; they're selected. They yes. don't have any power. Their job is to draw attention away from the ones who have the real power. So uh, every president, from from uh, Obama to Trump to Bush, all, Bush two, yeah, like all yes. of them, yeah. their whole job is to draw. What about JFK? What happened there? What went wrong there? You, you, we're getting off topic. Here. No, no, we're we're not because okay, so, so are there not examples of of presidents that were kind of for us? In the sense that why did he get killed and not another president? Maybe he went against the forces. Yes. A massive yes. power that at that speech. time. Could Trump that ever be that character, you think? No. <laughs> That's so fair. That's, I just wanted an answer. No, okay. People Good. want him to be that so right. badly. But do you believe that, given his track record in life, 
Just in life, do you think? Do you think that a business person that you know is doing shady business practices? That's known in the region. If you talk to anybody from New York, it's like, yeah, we know this guy fucks around. We know this guy's not doing these things on the on the up and up. He's not a spare guy. You know this guy is right. in nepotism and body. Do we do we know that he has genius? No, he's nepotism and body. Mm -hmm. Right? Do you think that that person who came up in the '80s flaunting excess and and vice will save the people? Why? He has shown nothing in his pattern of behavior that would indicate that he would mm -hmm. do such a thing. Mm -hmm. And that alone should tell you no. Mm -hmm. And that's being a sane person, not looking at anything else, just looking at that person, yeah, looking well, at the history. What about this talk about a uh, higher employment rate, better uh, fucking economic indexes so and shit? So most of the time, economic, almost not, actually, always, the economic policies that are enacted take a long time to be effectively, mm -hmm. to see the effects of it. So typically what happens is... Wait, wait, wait. I don't wait, know about wait. that. So no, let me give an example of that. Mm -hmm. So right now, we uh, we have Trump passing his tax his tax breaks and whatnot. Right, which they, they, they all agreed on. on. Well, they all agreed on because yeah. who does it benefit the most? The rich. Yeah. Right? It yeah. benefits the people for a little bit and sunsets. Yeah. Right? Sunsets in 10 years, everything that they ever got is going to be taken away from them even more. No, but sometimes they don't. Sometimes they make a big stink about it. Like, oh, I don't want this little piece. It's bad, whatever. And then it goes into like January or whatever. No, but, no what I mean is in the actual tax break, so-called thing that he yeah. did, there are actual dates set into the things mm -hmm. that the average person is going to use. Right. So right now, if you are benefiting from this, because there are people benefiting from it, mm -hmm. this is... It's objectively wrong to say people aren't benefiting. Yeah, even of course. Though, even though there are people in certain states. Every time. Even though there are certain yeah. states who are blue states, that tax code was written in such a way as to penalize them for not voting red. So we are not seeing a fair distribution of how even mm -hmm. the tax code, even, even, even the cuts went. But even the cuts that are going to the red states that people well, like, well, wait, 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 okay. have sunsets built into them, all maximum 10 years. All of them are going to be gone, whereas the, the tax, the, whereas the tax breaks that are going to the rich people mm -hmm. have none of that. Mm -hmm. So, right there and then, the effects of that economic policy cannot be seen for a while. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So that's even even right now, we can go back to Canadian policies mm -hmm. that happened in 2008, 2006, that allowed us to um, be shielded from the recession from the states. Mm -hmm. But that wasn't the result of Stephen Harper's policies. Stephen Harper was fighting for conservative economic policies, which was deregulation, mm -hmm. deregulation. And then he didn't really get as much as he, as he could. And then the liberal policies shielded us from it, despite okay. the fact that the conservatives were in power at that time. So and, and, and I got this yeah. from Deloitte's uh, founder and current head of their AI research division. He told me this. This is not me just reading oh, online. Oh, shit. Personally? Personally. Damn. I'm, an Uber driver, I'm an Uber driver. I get to meet the people all the time and I ask a lot of questions. But I just I meet like... Sometimes, occasionally, YouTube fucking shithead or whatever. Oh, no, no, no. I, I talk to everybody. Kevork, shout out and there. I, listeners can't see me, but I look like a terrorist, and then I don't sound like a terrorist. Yeah. So this immediately makes piques people's interest, and then I ask good questions. And that's so, so they, and they so think so. I won't remember. Yeah. I remember this guy's name. I remember this guy, where this guy lives. I remember everything. <laughs> Sorry, Sean. I don't know if you should be bragging about that. Uh, no, he's, he's, cool. <laughs> he's a cool guy. Yeah, he, he was really nice. He, he offered me a lot of, of stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But... That's that's a lot of weed and illegal drugs. No, it was mostly about policy <laughs> and things like that. He don't know other things as well. But typically, the masses tend to think, "Oh, we have this policy that was passed right now. We have this uh, conservative prime minister, this liberal prime minister. Therefore, we have this type of mm -hmm. effect." Almost, there's no way to really tie the two together. The economy yeah. is the sum total of the different decisions that everyone makes on a daily basis. Absolutely. And, and so that has nothing to do with the stupid president. All he does is talk about morale <coughs> at best.
Well, at the very least, he's, he's doing a good job at that, I guess. Is there no connection to his employment numbers and uh, what he's doing? It's hard to say because mm-hmm. I'm not an economist to actually delve into the Me numbers. Me neither. Like, I, I hear some examples of like when the Republicans are in power, they, uh, in general speaking, lower uh, debt and the interest rate and all this shit, right? Um, so, and whereas the, the, the Democrats do the opposite with, with spending, supposedly. So, uh, so, so a, lot, like, a lot of the times what happens when, in that respect is a lot of times... There are programs that people like that the Demo- that the rebel. Well, how do you feel about? Because we're talking about the budget, and we could talk about the budget all day long. And you know what? I'm not an economist, so you might be completely right. Wh- whatever. Maybe I'm just fed some weird right wing propaganda. Okay. No, we're but the all, fact we're is, all, the, we're the all, fact we're all fed shit. We're all fed shit. The fact is, with the budget, okay, is that they could uh, take that money out of the bank, however much they want, uh, and, and owe it to them, right? Who, 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 and who? Uh, the government could owe to the uh, banks. Okay, okay. It, it's like $30 trillion in debt right now in America, right? right, right. So, so America that? borrows from the Federal Reserve. That's the bank that they borrow from. Right, 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 yeah. right, right. And then they're connected to whatever banks, say, this, the bank in, in England. Right. This is fiat currency based on nothing. Yeah, ba- based yeah, on nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so here's the on thing. On top of debt, debt financing, on top of that. Just fund it all then. Fund all, all what? Fund all the shit that's important. Why are we like beating around the bush? If we're just gonna because print money like, like a like a bunch of retards, why don't we just go ham and make exactly some spaceships, right? The fact that right, dude. The fact that they don't. And they do are that. building spaceships. There's secret space fucking fleets hiding behind the moon right now as we speak. Yeah. So, yo, yo, we, we don't know what's going. On. There's thirty. What was like thirty trillion dollars in black budget that was unaccounted for, something like that. Thirty trillion. Um, or like ten or a trillion over the course of a decade, I think. Okay, so that's like a trillion a year. That's a lot of money. That's a lot. Was of it the money. Pentagon something like that? I'm, I could th- look it up, but it, it was a crazy ass figure. That's the thing. The states doesn't feel I'll like a country. It, it feels like it's like a front for a massive research project. <laughs> That all this money is disappearing. Like a too. Mason yeah. uh, science project. Yeah, like it's, what's going on here? <laughs> Damn. I, I do think the, the Masons have their stronghold in, they, in the Americas. Could, and they, they yes. could print everything. That would, that would create inflation and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But, like, that, that, is, that, that is a problem. And, like, they could, they could fund everything that we need, but they're not going to because they want to make weapons and shit. You know what I'm saying? And the, yeah. and the goal is not money. The goal is chaos. Yeah, the goal is never been money, man. Money is just that's money. that's the thing. Everyone you tries to look at why. At the end of the day, is okay. Why are these people doing this? Like, what the fuck is the point? And it, 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 none of it makes sense until you figure out oh, their job is just to. They're prepping the world, you know, like burning burning all our. Man, this all is forced. It's, it's a long tunnel, but it eventually ro- goes back to the occult. Um, Twenty-one trillion dollars uh, in Pentagon sp- spending on account of the revelation of a fifty-six, uh, and, and so that's not accounting for even larger, like fifty. Uh, uh, oh, that's no, just fifty-six billion. No, I'm, I'm a fucking idiot. But I'm reading other shit saying that it's just a accounting error on the part of the government. No. That's no, like, oh, it's not. It's not true. It's just an accounting error. The, 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 here's the thing that I read. Uh, a, a monstrosity that contains accounting areas. The the military, the U.S. military budget is a bloated monstrosity that contains accounting areas. Those um, accounting errors are, are purposeful. It's like they're they're absolutely purposeful. What what about the idea that they they could they could be siphoning this fucking black budget, fucking money, whatever. Not all of it, maybe a portion of it. Somebody gets you know whatever along the way, right? But towards. Uh, crazier projects or even let's say reinvesting it into even more money right they're doing a lot of different things with it definitely yeah 
the obvious ones are obviously building more advanced weapons and things like that, and more yeah. means to control populations. Right? We talked about Bob Lazar a little bit um, before I started the podcast. Uh, what do you think about his claim that they have uh, like partially reverse engineered shit, probably totally reverse engineered like uh, spacecraft at this point? Well, I don't think he said they totally reverse engineered. No, they didn't, but that was back in his time, right? I don't think they still can. Some of the stuff's too advanced. Yeah. I think when it's it comes to... The, supposedly the stuff comes from inter, in, interstellar civilizations. Yeah. They, yes. They're far more advanced than that. And we talked about the technology uses some mind uh, interface with the... With the uh, Whatever the engines or whatever that, look, component man, that we just don't Elon understand. Elon Musk is developing Neuralink. Yeah. This is just an example, okay? He's developing Neuralink, and this is our time and Interesting. Our civilization. Connecting right? Neuralink, that's good. So, so, who's to say that an intergalactic civilization, yeah. a civilization that's supposedly. And, and this is just to say that these, these, these craft are UFOs. Mm-hmm. And by UFOs, like, you know, we don't know where they come from. We don't yeah. know. But he said supposedly they have like four or five different types. Um, you know, of different designs, whether they're from the same civilization or different civilizations, we don't know. But the point is, their technology is so far ahead of ours that he was saying that uh, the ships that, that he saw had no right angles. Everything was smooth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there were no, uh, in, in the control pad, there was no buttons, there was no joystick, anything like that. There's mm-hmm. no actual interface that you can actually physically interact with. Mm-hmm. And that the 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 engine was based on some kind of anti gravity drive. Yeah, this is not stuff that we have. And okay, fine. You want to talk about Bob Lazar and you want to get into this alien shit? Why yeah. Well, do you think what he was dealing with were one of these artifacts from um, whatever time you want to describe, Atlantean or even beyond that? Okay, okay, okay. I think some of the stuff. Do you have some idea? Yeah, t- tell me. Do you yeah. have some idea of where the most advanced uh, pieces of artifacts could yeah. be traced to? So, so uh, some of them are vimanas. Uh, historically, they're called vimanas. Yes. Which, which come from the Indian, from the the Indus River civilization. Uh, you know, that's the best way to put it. Because yeah. supposedly they found this stuff in those areas. So they found some kind of flying machines dating back way back in the past, ten thousand years, five thousand years. Like they, they go way back. And then um, some of them could be extraterrestrial because there's an excellent documentary called NASA, The Smoking uh, Gun. NASA transmission is The Smoking Gun. Mm-hmm. And it shows uh, there's two types of craft right outside the Van Allen radiation belt that, that are not our craft. They're different types of... And, and uh, the, the Black Knight satellite, is that one of them? No, not the Black Knight. The Black Knight is something else. Is, the, we'll talk about the is, that, is that real, the Black Knight satellite? Who knows? Okay, what are the other two? But there's a lot of disinformation now about Okay, it. yeah, yeah. I anyway, know. so there's two types of craft. Cigar-shaped craft and then, you know, saucer-shaped oh, craft. Oh, the cigar-shaped right, ones. Right past the Van Allen radiation belt. And then the other ones could be uh, the, civilization, the civilization that's underwater. You know about those guys? Yeah, the unidentified submersible ones, right? Yeah, because uh, recently there was a guy who came on Joe Rogan, the, the military pilot, and he was saying... <coughs> the tic-tac-toe one. Yeah, right? the tic-tac-toe. Before he encountered the tic-tac... That one's sketchy, though. No, no, that, that's fascinating. No, you know this why is that... you from, like, legend, bro. That they've talked about these things for thousands of years. No, of, of course. But I, I think some of them might be reverse-engineered uh, craft. Do you think that these were the no. sea peoples? The Sea Peoples, I don't know. I think the, I think the Sea Peoples. Okay, because I see. I think the Sea Peoples were Neanderthals. So, you know. Yeah, around like 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 was it like before the time of Christ? Is that is that the time period? 
Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was quickly. Yeah, quickly it was during... Up. <laughs> one of it, one of it was a uh, uh, Egyptian. Uh, yeah, they had their story that yeah. they were attacked by them. Yes. But Native yeah. Americans, and then also um, a China, China, even, and uh, yeah, this idea that there's weird uh, attackers from the sea that just like, like it's, it's Bronze Age civilizations, them. apparently. Are 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 are, are speaking up? I think there's all all survivors it, 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 from that. Is the ones yeah. in the ocean what they do? Is this is what the pilot said? Is in, in most of the recordings they've noticed that this is how. And this is what they can pick up on radar, is they come down from from space and they go up and down. That's what they're, they're, they're they don't really fly around on Earth. They don't really have much to do here, but they go into space. These little tic tac things, like they'll 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 show up on radar first at eighty thousand feet, and then all of a sudden, like in in thirty seconds or even less, they're at you know ten thousand feet, and, and then they'll go about one thousand feet over the water, and then you'll see a wake, like a wash of some sort. Mm-hmm. And then they caught him. The, the 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 YouTube video, the the gun camera, is when uh, the, he was able to see the Tic Tac. But even yeah. they weren't going to investigate the Tic Tac. They were going to investigate this thing that was underwater. That was just right under underneath the surface that was coming up. And then they saw once they got closer to it that there was like a Tic Tac shaped craft, Dude. forty feet you know long, without any type of. Yeah. Uh, propulsion wash or anything like that that was just hovering there and then once they saw that that thing took them for a little chase you know yeah. and, and then it, it disappeared off radar it either went up or it went down and then when they came back to the site where that you know where they saw the wash over the craft underwater that craft was also gone so the, so my question is or or like what, what i'm trying to get you to think about is what civilization is this that lives underwater yeah and, and and who who else no, who else talking about an underwater civilization that we have that that we can like openly talk about and that that's with the Dogons. Remember the Dogons? Yo, buddy. Remember Dogons? Uh, in, in uh, North Africa. Serious A, Serious B. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, serious A, Serious B. How do they know about Serious B? Because supposedly some you know space traveler came, crashed his ship. Right, that's what they said. Yeah. Yeah, and then he came, lived with them uh, for a bit. Dog-headed, they, right? No, they never really saw. Well, no, no, it was. Uh, I, I heard the myth was that they were they gave uh, got cannabis from them from uh, uh, this dog-headed. Uh, Let's just god. look at what anthropologists have confirmed. Let's not look at like what what's speculative, you know. Okay. Because what I mean? anthropo- whatever I'm talking about is what's been confirmed. Yeah. No, I I heard like um fucking Terence McKenna and shit talk about. It, yeah. Like, I, I don't know how true it is. So. No, but other anthropologists have gone there. And but I, I heard also about the Sirius A and B, and the only way to do it is through sophisticated uh, telescopes, and uh, they, yeah, so and it's just like how th- would they yeah. possibly know there's so, like these many stars? Yeah, yeah. shamans say that the the guy who crash landed, you know, this entity, whatever, mm-hmm. he told them that he came from there, and he taught them about yes. the astronomy of those places, and that when they said that uh, a time came when he shed his silver skin and he swam off into the water. So my theory regarding that is that he had some kind of containment suit, something yeah. that he wore, and because the helmet that they wear. Oh the shit! Head, it, it looks like kind of like a like a it's like a Dude. fish head, you know, like it, it, it's it's like a like a bowl almost, like yeah. a fish yeah. bowl. Yeah. So that could have been like his his containment suit, but eventually when it when it failed. He had to take it off, yeah. and because he was an aquatic being, yeah. you know, he can't breathe air. He's yeah, exactly. Water. And swam off where? Where was he going? Maybe he went to these underwater civilizations. Well, did he look humanoid when he yeah, shed his skin? Yeah, two legs, two arms, all that jazz. But okay. Oh uh, wow! Holy the Dogons, shit! Dogons, bro. The Dogons are fascinating, and this is like confirmed anthropological. I don't know stuff. if you were here or not, but we we're talking about how uh, the Vatican, uh, the Pope had 
is supposedly in reference to uh, uh, Jesus, da- yeah. Dagon, which was yeah, this fish-headed go- exactly, god. The fish-headed god. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so yeah. The fish thing. So he was an aquatic being. Mm-hmm. Whoever came to Dogon and crashed his ship, whatever, whoever mm-hmm. guy that was, he was an aquatic being. He hung out with them for a bit, but then he left. He was like, oh, I gotta go. Yeah. Oh, man, can you imagine? I never even considered that. That there might be just, like, aliens walking around Listen, under the ocean. we've had this conversation Because the ocean's before. huge, it's deep. But I'm just going to go over this one time quickly again. So there's four types of intelligent beings in the universe. Interterrestrials, extraterrestrials, interdimensionals, and extra-dimensionals. Four yeah. types. We are considered interterrestrials. There's other interterrestrial beings who came throughout time-space, like the Cro-Magnons could be considered. Yeah. You know, the Neanderthals. Uh, that race of monkey people that Rama used to hang out with, that got wiped out in that war, and the, 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 from the, you know... From <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, there, the there's, like, hobbits people. in, like, in, uh, some island in Indonesia yeah, or something. Okay, yeah. the Homo- snake people, the Homo- Naga people. Yeah, <coughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're also considered <coughs> interterrestrials, and then there's extraterrestrials, physical beings not from our planet, and then we can discuss, like, the, the, the those craft we saw in the NASA smoking gun transmission. What do you think about uh, Aquaman, the, the movie? Do, do you think that right? do you think <laughs> you like that? <laughs> Did you like fuck yeah, my fucking Dogon buddies? <laughs> oh man, do you think they they're trying to hint at uh, some of this shit that they already know? I think they're always dropping hints. Yeah. But do you it, think so? I think the so. The real the real question is when is gonna when are they gonna just drop it on us totally and just tell us when is that time gonna come? Because I think that time will come where they're just gonna tell us and be like, okay, they do exist. We have been in contact mm. with them. And this is what they want. Well, uh, Bill Cooper, you know him, right? Yeah. Um, we had a pirate radio show. Had Alex Jones on once, and then they got into a fucking little feud. And then he, he died in a police shootout in uh, with the cops. Okay, crazy, oh, crazy cool. motherfucker. He he said he, he worked for like uh, the Pentagon, or the CIA, or something crazy like that. And he uh, was, was dealing at first with files occasionally about. Um, um, crashed saucers and alien technology and shit and uh then he started uh uh investigating more and, and thinking and, and encountering these other files about project blue beam and, and similar shit saying that they're just manufacturing the idea of aliens to uh scare the public right uh and then he went on to believe that all these crafts and stuff are like really high-tech um military uh inventions and like i kind of like the idea because it <coughs> applies Occam's razor, right? Mm. There's no aliens involved. It's just uh, humans fucking with other humans. Right, right, right. Okay, well, but I, I, if there that, are, I'm, well, I'm open to the possibility there's fucking aqua people. I've heard that before. Before I've heard a guy say that like, yo, there's no such thing as space in the sense as we're told about it. Drink equation, and it's buddy. more that that it's a part of getting the planning done for a massive hoax to come in the future. Yes, to allow for blue beam. That's why I don't trust like the tic tac toe thing. But what you said is super fascinating, because that would be fucked up if there's this weird metallic craft going up and down, like through the atmosphere and into the ocean. Just like what? Your listeners, some hope right now, okay? I'm gonna give them some. We need it desperately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So so I'm gonna give you guys some hope. The fucking ten of us. Because because this is my hope, and it's not even a hope. Like all my research is, to me anyway, I believe it. I believe that this is absolute fact. But anyway, uh, this again, it's. It, all of us here in this room, or we're, 
animals, right? Well, we're physical beings that need to eat, sleep, do all that jazz. You know, we're very similar to other mammals on Earth. Mm -hmm. But on another level, we're also human beings. We've separated ourselves from animals because of you know everything we have around us, the mm -hmm. technology, our our ingenuity, like just our our, our, our virtues, our yeah. our virtues, yeah, our will, yeah. like all these things we're able to achieve. But then, but even being a human being is is looking at ourselves from the aspect of still being a terrestrial species. Do you mm -hmm. understand what I'm trying yeah. to say? Is we're still limiting ourselves. But more than human, we, what we are is we're cosmic beings. That's why if a, if if a thirty foot alien came tomorrow and be like, okay, Oz, you know, like you're my slave, I'd be like, you know what? Fuck you, suck a dick, let's fight. Because I'm a cosmic being too, you know what I mean? He's a cosmic being, but I'm a cosmic being. And as a cosmic being, you have to think about something. Mm -hmm. So let's say, you know, there's interstellar races that run out, because the Drake equation, you know, if you just want to do the math, like there's, there's got to be millions of them. And, and, and they've come to Earth and then this and that. Now, if you look at the main mentalities of, of, of humans on Earth, is it's either live and let live, or, or, or fuck it, I rule you. So either, it's either dominance or, or compassion. So what I'm trying to say is that, let's say that there's people who want to go into like a, a forest and cut it all down for resources, mm -hmm. right? This is, this happens is, all the time. Yeah, it happens all the time, happens all the time. But you'll find a small <coughs> group of people who are like, hey, don't do it. Because like, you know, animals live here and we need this fucking forest and mm -hmm. you know, conservation. Absolutely. The, the right to live, you know what I mean? And I think that the people who are like, hey, right to live are slightly more connected to the you know, the cosmic force than the ones who are like, hey, let's all cut all this shit down. Because yeah. they understand yeah. that. Absolutely. They understand that even us, supposedly, according to our math, our science, we evolved from little mice that survived the fucking... Uh, the, the dinosaurs and shit. Yeah, the yeah. dinosaurs, basically, right? Yeah. So, cosmically speaking, if we're going to look at it on a cosmic timeline, we should be helping these animals survive and, and get further so that we can watch their evolution. We can... You know, go beside them. In the same vein, I also think that there's intergalactic exactly. civilizations. There's exactly. intergalactic civilizations who think, who run around the universe, and basically they won't make contact with the civilization until a civilization has achieved what I call like global empathy. You know, where 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 each member of the civilization, where, where we stop basically fighting each mm. other. Once we get mm. to that point where we stop fighting each other, we, we truly get to respect each other as, you know, human beings. And what I mean by human being, there's a thing in, in Dune, uh, you know, a great book by Frank Herbert. Mm. And right in the beginning of it, uh, you know, the, the protagonist, he's tested in a way to see if he's an animal or a human being. And the way he's tested is his hand's put into this, this trap that he has to, uh, if he takes his hand out, he dies. It, he has to resist the pain. And then he's told like a little anecdote that and what an animal would do in, in this instant is that it would either chew off, like if an animal gets caught in a trap, it'll chew off its you know hand or it'll try to escape. But a proper human being, if caught in a trap, would wait for the hunter. It would wait and it would do everything in its power to kill the hunter because it understands that this hunter is a threat to its species. Mm -hmm. It thinks in a larger perspective. Mm -hmm. So that's what I mean by human being. You know, mm -hmm. and Once you're a human being, then you become a cosmic being. So I think there's civilizations out there who believe that, okay, once a, a species has realized that we're not going to, you know, we're, we're, we're a collective, then they're worthy of initiating contact because then they're not going to fight you, right? They're not going to be all about, oh, resources, resources. What can this alien species give us yeah. that makes us more powerful? They're not going to be on that mindset. Yeah. But there's also other, you know, cosmic species out there that also think of other planets just as resources. The same way we think of chickens as resources and like, cows as resources. Think space capitalists. Space capitalists. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Space capitalism. 
and they're the ones who are coming to Earth and fucking with us and uh, basically space capitalists. Yeah, basically, you know, they've taught us capitalism very well, yeah. you know, in a way, and we fucking run with it. And so, uh, a lot of our species is about control and power and and just like stunting on each other, domination. And I do think that we do have so, allies. But exactly, that's what I'm asking. Do you th- do you we think there's allies. there's allies contacting people that they think are, are fuck yeah, aware? buds, fuck yeah, man. Well. It reminds me of There's a hope. of a quote from uh, Buckminster uh, Minister uh, Fuller of um, the coming uh, age would be defined by how people collectively answer the question of uh, do you want the well-being of others as much as you want it for yourself? Okay, that's, so that's pretty. What the whole that, Jesus that's Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. essentially what Jesus that's Christ. The is. essence of that that you know the Catholic Church tries to build on yeah. his compassion. His the, whole yeah. thing the, the real part, of it, the real thing. You know, the, the real, the, the, the actual thing. Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Joshua of Nazareth, you, you know, know that guy. You know that 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 dude. There's compassion. Like, it was all about compassion. And like, but there's hope. And not only that, but I think the underwater civilization is also an ally of of, of, of humans. They're they're non-capitalist. They're uh-huh. the ally of mankind. And I also think that there's extra-dimensional beings. What do you think about uh, and, like uh, uh, bird-headed gods, like uh, uh, bird-type of? Uh, Entities uh, in, in in the past, yeah, like Thoth. Okay. Thoth is one. There was like one in a Chinese mythology and shit. Okay, okay, fine. Let, let's rewind here. Let's. And Athena, Athena, the goddess of wisdom, right? The owl, so, right? So, yeah, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll slow down there. Let, let, let's hear. It. Let's let's yeah, yeah. let's well, let's hear what, it all. What were they? Let's I don't know. I'm back. asking you the so, question. Have so, you so seen? Heard you those think, rumors? You have you made are? the? I don't know what you think. What they were, man. You've been okay. At this fucking point, what's your hypotheses? What what were they? Were they? Are there, are these mythological concepts that people created, or were they actual walking, talking, fucking demigods running around on our planet? What were they? Well, that's here's the thing. We need to understand first. We were talking. We extrapolate. I. You know what I think? Again, Occam's Occam's razor. You know what I think? Okay. Uh, I think they were uh, people, priest class, ruling class of some sort that w- tapped into an ability of shape-shifting maybe there were survivors of a uh, of uh, a previous civilization where they lived on for several centuries and maybe they were these survivors whatever but they were people they were accessing the psychic realm to shapeshift and we were talking about skinwalking right uh how that is like uh um uh dark magic but not necessarily the the, the apparently the native american shamans say that you could shapeshift normally skinwalkers right. mix um species and make right monstrosities essentially right right and um how uh now the most modern example of that is is uh is the the whole reptilian thing that there's reptilian shapeshifters that run the world right yeah i've heard that and uh david ike right he said he personally met some of these rich old motherfuckers that shapeshifted into a dragon when they pulled him uh him close to them and um it's like this ability kind of seems to go back and then what did the didn't the Bhagavad Gita or, or some text like that talk about yeah, the Naga people that, yeah. that they that there were uh, now this is I'm hearing hearing this secondhand so correct me if I'm wrong but there were people that were had like blue and green screen, skin and that was uh, a different source of energy that, that that they were tapping into something else and then they they, they well, genetically, genetically modified right yeah. or they they psychically you know could uh, shift their their genes at some some level. Well, epigenetics, we're learning from... Epigenetics, right? Epigenetics is, is the first step of that. You, you know all this shit, dude. 
You know all the shit. But yeah, yeah so dude. That's why I think they. I think they were pe- really, really, really advanced uh, spirits, and they were all pretty much the same thing. We're humans. They're, they're physical beings born on this earth. Yeah, that's what you said. There were humans who achieved some kind of mental power, and then they. I'll stick to it. Yeah, they were born on. They were born on this earth. Okay, so they're interterrestrials. But I think their spirits were more highly advanced, so they came in like aware of past lives and crazy shit like that. So there's humans who obtain some level of mastery. There's some example of like and, like and kids power. and stuff that remember their right, past right, lives right. or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so even so even one, superior version of that. So that's one interpretation of, of yeah. that information. Yeah. That okay, these beings, these this Horus, Thoth, and all those guys, yeah. they're, they're 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 guys who gain power, essentially. Yeah. Right. Okay. Cool. So, um, good old Zacharias Sitchin, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and, and the Sumerians. I want to believe in aliens, but what if space isn't real, dude? What if it's all real? Oh, yes! Yes! That's the thing. <laughs> all possibilities are real, could, and it, you could shift at any point. It's the thing. There could be a space. The, the, the could... way I construct my Why not? Is, is I work on probability, right? And, uh, I look at the data, and then I'm like, okay, what's the probability of this thing existing? And the more data there is, the higher the probabilities. Also, mm-hmm. you, can, you can sift through yeah. certain things, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, certain things, I'm like... 100% probability. So it's basically absolute fact for me. But mm-hmm. then other stuff, I'm like 90%, 80%. So as for the space thing, okay. I think uh, the probability that space is fake is maybe like 5%, I think. You know what I mean? Okay. I, I don't think it's fake. Okay. I think it, the cosmos is vast and there is a fucking universe and it's fucking millions of light years across yeah. it the laws of physics are real the laws of physics yeah. are real you know everything carl sagan taught me cosmos about the cosmos was is real that shit you know it pans you can test it yourself yeah like, and like, i'm saying right yeah. there's so much data regarding it yeah like just it, talked about the stars and like all these people yeah. mm-hmm. it would be so hard to fake from. Mm-hmm. you know it's tough it's tough but again okay I'll find, I'll I, I i don't want to distract from it probability you, you know what might be fake. i'll say 10 percent. it's fake fine but because that's I where I'm. That's the. That's the difference. But because I have ninety percent probability that it's real, then I have to start extrapolating data mm. from there. I can use this in my what I call situational algebra equation okay. and be like, okay, I'm using this ninety percent that it's real, and I'm gonna start going from there. And uh, so okay, I so can, sorry to distract you from. You were talking about these aliens, right? Yeah, then we're, we're getting back to this. So I. Think, <sighs> I want to believe they're and, artifacts of humans. And there was also you were talking about Thoth and Horus and all those guys. Yes. So like. Okay, so I think a long time ago, yeah. you know, some mothership showed up uh, mm-hmm. belonging to the Anunnaki. The mm-hmm. Anunnaki being the, 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 what, what the Sumerians believed in. The Sumerians talked about uh, from their time previous, 450,000 years ago, uh, some fucking, you know, like, they, they called them gods. Mm-hmm. To them, they were gods, you know, little GS, and like they, they were far larger than them, far more technologically advanced. Mm-hmm. They came to Earth looking for resources, you know, and so this is like a space capitalist. Uh, type of civilization yeah. that comes here and looking for basic resources and they were looking for gold mostly. Yeah. So they came to Earth and they started mining gold but then eventually one of them realized that hey, there's a primitive species here whether it was Cro-Magnon or fucking... Apparently Magnon. that colony was in South Africa. It was in South Africa. Michael Tellinger's yes. work. Remember I talked yes. about Michael? Okay, cool. That's why I brought up gold in the, in the yeah, initial. It's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. They were looking so, for gold. Yeah, for their yeah. atmosphere. Yeah, For many things. Anyway. Okay. So... Uh, they came to Earth, you know, and they started mining gold, and then one of their numbers, supposedly Enki, in, in, yeah. according to the Sumerians, yeah. noticed that, okay, there's this species running around here that could be useful. They have basic tool use, you know, they can do, they're kind of semi-intelligent. Let's use them, modify them a little bit, and send them into the mines and get them to work for us. Mm-hmm. And then, 
you know, it was sent to high command, high command said, do it. So then they did, you know, they took a bunch of us, they modified us, and yeah. they, they ran us through the ringer. And then we were their slave species for a while. But at that Jesus. point, my theory is, is that, let's say there's a thousand, you know, people on this ship, mm -hmm. right? They kept like, maybe 10 people on board and they sent everybody else down to earth and they gave everybody a territory, a small, like, kingdom to rule and be like, yeah. okay, this is your fucking place and you mine... Here's resources. a bunch of humans, yeah, get here's resources. here's a bunch of fucking humans and you mine this area yeah. now. Now, this whole area is under your domain. But again, these being extraterrestrials, they're not perfect beings by any means, you know. They're, they're because they're, they believe in space capitalism, they're obviously... Uh, flawed. Flawed, yeah. yeah. You know, they, they don't really get it. Yeah. Flaws so, of the spirit are universal across They're universal. Species. Yeah. Cosmic beings, baby. Same thing. So, uh, they fell into vice. And by vice, I mean, like, eventually, you know, the humans started looking real nice to them. And this is where yeah. the Bible makes mention of it. That yeah. the sons of God bred with the daughters of men, and hence were born the Nephilim. Yeah. The Nephilim beings, the, the heroes of renown, or, like, basically they were talking about... So they were born! Hercules... No, we're talking about Gilgamesh and Hercules right. and guys like that. But I'm talking about before them. Who was before them? Yeah. So before them came the Anunnaki. And yeah. The Anunnaki ruled the world for a bit, but then shit started to, you know, crumble a bit. Yeah. Maybe some pantheons decided to, like, let... Dude, hey, there's hundreds of thousands of years unaccounted for, so... Yeah, totally. exactly. Totally. So all this shit happens, right? Totally. Uh, and then the, the, they do say that the humans at one point did rebel, you know, and the Anunnaki, like, they mm -hmm. left. But they left behind them their children which were the Nephilim, and right. Gilgamesh is one of them. In the, in the Epic of Gilgamesh, right in the beginning, they say that Gilgamesh was 66% uh, man and 33% God. You know, what, what do they mean by that? They mean that he had, like, Anunnaki blood. He was, he was a, you know, a half-breed. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what made him live so long, and that's why he was so strong, and he was able to do all the crazy things that he yeah. did. Yeah, and exactly. So, so I, like, in my... Again, probability. In, in, for me, the probability that these things, these beings were that what Zacharias Sitchin was able to translate as true is, is pretty high. Because um, what was the first man that they made? What do they call him? Adamu. Matches to 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 Adam a little bit too close. You know. What yeah. I mean? And then uh, they made another. They made a female called Lilith uh, to be his mate. But then Lilith was like, "Yo, I'm his equal. Fuck this guy. I don't have to listen to him. You know, like I don't have to be his mate or whatever." And then Lilith wanted to do her own thing, and the Anunnaki are like, all right, fuck, let's, let's make one very much like him. So then they took some of his bone marrow, hence Eve made from the rib, all that jazz, mm -hmm. took some of the bone marrow, and they made a female version of this, of this being, and this being was named was Hala, which is the, 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 the Aramaic and mm -hmm. Arabic word for Eve. Yeah. You know, so what do you think? The, the, the Norse, Norse mythology had the same thing with... Uh, uh, I think it was uh, uh, Edda and Alm or something like that, something like that. And I think I think they yeah. split. I think the, the the point where all these different pantheons became their own pantheons. Yes. Was, was that was after the fall of the Tower of Babel? Because then we all they all couldn't talk to each other anymore. Their communication tower was got fucked or some shit. You know what I mean? So all because what was the Tower of Babel? Supposedly they were trying to. Before that, all the, the languages of man were one, and then after that, yes. the languages of man were confounded. Because I think like the humans maybe started building some kind of tower to get to the, the mothership, and then the Anunnaki were like, alright, fuck this, destroy it, you know what I mean? And then they did, and then they're like, then they're like okay, we got to keep more Dude. So then they got rid of the languages, the, the translators, so then everybody has Sorry, to it's, it's Ask and em Embla, but it's it's pretty much the Adam and Eve story, but from like a Norse perspective. Oh, the, well, there you go, because... 
I think the, the more data you look at, the more pandemic. Exactly. At, the more you realize that shit, man. Some of these guys got a lot of stuff in common. Yeah. And you know, maybe there was some kind of, but I think that the modern day humans, like the the powers that be, the the, the well, the mothership. Okay, the the mothership. Um, I, I want to get. I think the get to that. left eventually. They went back to their planet, which is. Um, Nibiru, bro, which yeah. is in our fucking solar system, supposedly. Yes. You know what? If, what if that is the mothership? Nibiru's <coughs> the, the mothership. Yeah, they just moved it. No, I don't think Nibiru's the mothership. Well, what about okay? The cigar-shaped. The hold on. Atlantic. The cigar-shaped uh, um, uh, craft, right? The Tunguska event. Huh? Huh? I think that's what crashed into Tunguska to create create whatever happened. Because in in night was it nineteen eighteen or nineteen eleven? Like a nuke went off. Yeah. In Russia. Yeah, in Siberia somewhere. Siberia, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, quote, quote, quote. Well, I don't know, but went off. Quote, unquote, a nuke cigar yeah, shaped, the, the cigar exactly. shaped UFOs. What do you think about uh, Umau Mau? What? Mau? Have you heard about that? No, no. What's Umau it, Mau? It, it was like back in 2010. You could like look that up if you want. Um, was it a comet? And no. Well, uh, yeah, it was an asteroid that. Uh, Went into the uh, like inner solar system, flew by and then flew uh, and left. That was that looked like just a a log, like this this one like piece. Oh yes. And then yes. people were like investigating. It was like this this weird uh, carbon or organic uh, surface. And they're like this. I don't we don't know where it's. Like I I always joke about it, it was there, a, a giant turd of like a, this space there, monster. There was you speculation know? Uh, on the internet that it was a ship for a little bit. Right, but. A second one appeared like a year or two ago. Oh, and then now there's been two of those those identical asteroids, and they're like, oh, where where the fuck did that come from? Well, what, what created that? I don't know. How well, is the question? How how? But that reminds me of cigar shaped uh, UFOs, and then the people like look at uh, the rings of like uh, Jupiter or Saturn or whatever, and uh, they see these like cigar shaped uh, UFOs going around the rings, like harvesting it or like placing it or one or the other. It's just the rings are water. So that's interesting if they were harvesting the rings, because the rings are made out of water. Supposedly. Or they're dumping water. No, they'd be picking up water. You know how rare water is. Is, is it the is it the uh, underwater aliens? They need the water to live. The underwater aliens have water, man. Yeah, but if they're living in a spaceship, the spaceship will be filled with water. I think they'd have containment suits. All uh, the... I don't think they would take water out because that's not smart. It's better to have a containment suit than take like make your entire environment fucking, you know, that thing. You don't think they have space stations? They're just filled with water. That, not, not filled to the brim with water. I don't think so. Oh, that'd be cool. Know, to me, that doesn't make sense. I'd rather have a containment suit, any day, any day, because that frees me up a lot more. Really? If I was a fish, I'd rather just be swimming around all day. Yeah, I know, but you know, what I, okay. if you realize the okay, fish okay. Guys, I'd be so both, much both more comfortable. Advanced. Listen, both are practical. In the beginning, they would not have them, but if they were very, very advanced, it would not be much of a feat. For them to fill everything with fucking water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying they wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying they either. No, it sounds like you say they wouldn't. Uh, and I'm like, I'm why wouldn't they? I'm, I'm not saying they can't. I'm saying, uh, in my opinion, they would. Right. Containment suits are more practical. Right. That's all. All right, this was. Especially uh, if you make them really good in, uh, you know, flexible and shit. Yeah, because, like, let's, let's yeah, say absolutely. your ship gets pierced, your water starts or it's just, out. Yeah. Then, then the whole crew's yeah. at, at, at risk. Fuck that. Let, let it get pierced. We're all safe in our containment suit. Even or you could just have, like, something that's just, like, well, skin-fitting. Astronauts are in a, in a station, are in an air environment. Yeah, pretty much, right. in a station. But when they're traveling from in a destination to destination, mm. yeah. full containment. Full maybe. containment, yeah. They wear full containment, you know, because, it's like, a micrometeorite could puncture your fucking ship and you're done. 
But I, I'm pretty sure they have magnetic shields. If they were very advanced, then they would do it. Yeah, for sure. If they were very advanced. If if basically, it's like busing to them. So, but Anunnaki were not that advanced. They, they, oh, they were fucking hell They seemingly are capable. Oh, of, well, of compared to us, like, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, but not to the point where they they are able to abandon space ca- capitalism. Well, that's 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 no, a different man. type of advancement, right? We're talking about the advancement of the spirit versus the advancement of technology, right? Yeah, that's right. a different. Type like of we can advance past the Anunnaki right now if we have the will to do it. Exactly. What other things that's were they using gold years. for? What other things were they... Uh, so I, the uh, atmosphere I, I is what I heard. called monochromatic gold where they were using it as sustenance. They would eat it and uh, that's what ambrosia supposedly like. Yeah. You know where, where that whole myth comes from? I heard it. Really? Okay. I mentioned uh, ambrosia as a, a, a weird tech startup that was using blood as a, as a means to like uh, reverse aging and shit. Uh, one of the first things I realized as a kid when I realized that there was something whack going on in the, in the universe was when... I looked at my, 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 my sisters and my mom, and I'm like, yo, why do these women love gold so much? I'm like, I'm like what the hell's... Because I was into mechanics and motor building and this and that. Mm. And I realized that the only actual practical use for gold is in electronics. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just fucking aesthetic, and it has no actual fucking yeah. purpose. Yeah. And then, I'm like, then I started doing my research. I'm like, okay, so you know, who taught us that this shit is important? Because even in the Bronze Age, it's not very good at tools. You can't make a tool out of it. No, absolutely not. You, because they're, they're malleable. But it was still valuable. But it was still fucking valuable <laughs> you, for some yeah. reason. So for thousands of years, this shit was valuable. We were taught to like... And I think that Because you got to realize, a lot of different uh, cultures used a lot of different things as, uh, as currency. Okay, um, because like gold's kind of hard to come by sometimes, like in like Japan or something. So they use rice. Okay, but even to them, like gold coin. Co- was barley. Yeah, that's yeah. Where shekel comes from. <laughs> yeah, shekel was a was a was a standardized version of training barley. Oh really? A shekel was grain. was like a bundle of grain or something. Yeah, back in the day, standard, a standard unit of grain. grain. That sounds like a bundle of grain too, <laughs> yeah. like a shekel. So give me a shekel of grain. Shekel yeah. Shekel of barley. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know. That's interesting. I've actually read a theory that humans are just attracted to shiny things because, like, when they look for water, like, it has that glint, right? When the sun hits oh, it. Oh, shit. So that's why we like foil MTG cards and, like. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> shit. Yep, yep. That's interesting. Yep. Yeah, it could just be all uh, see, evolutionary. That, that would be interesting because why not copper? Because copper can be shiny. That's yeah. true, too. Why not yeah. another shiny? Silver's metal. a way better material, mm-hmm. man. Like yeah. yeah. But I think gold, it just had some kind of high technological use for them. It could be turned into food. It'd be used to What about gems? Uh, Diamonds. Okay, I remember... Uh, I was in Rubies. Time, right? This is interesting because that might be... That might tell into a culture. J- Jade, oh, emeralds. No, hang on, hang on. So one time I was in India, right? And I, mm-hmm. and I met... I heard about this Ayurveda guy. And I was like, oh, cool. Let me, let me go talk to him. Mm-hmm. And, and I went to him and... Uh, there, there was this guy, like, you know, standing next to him. So a guy who was having some shit done. And this guy was like, you must have been fucking loaded, right? He had, like, a bodyguard and stuff. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, oh, this guy must be legit. You know, that's some rich people come to him. So I'm watching what's happening here. And uh, then, you know, some shit happens and the guy leaves. And w- what I saw didn't make sense to me. I'm, I'm like, what the fuck? And because the Ayurveda guy, in his shop, there was a lot of, there was a lot of jewels. Like, he had, like, all these rubies and diamonds. And stuff. I'm in on that and the... And I'm like, what the fuck? Is this a jewelry shop or is this like an Ayurveda yeah. clinic? Like, what yeah. the fuck's going on here? And then he was telling me uh, that in Ayurveda, in, in, in this old medicine, you, there's certain gems, yeah. or actually all gems have different properties. And yeah. what they do is they take them and they 
they turn them into a powder. They burn them and they turn them into a powder, and then they use that powder for for different remedies. Yeah. And I was fascinated by that. I was like, holy! And he, and he was telling me, he's like, oh, this is one of the hardest things to master in Ayurveda. It's, it's one of like the least well-known techniques. It's one of the ones that's dying out yeah. because you know gems became so like expensive because people want to wear them in this and that. But back in the day, mm-hmm. he, he was saying that they're only used for healing. They weren't really, you know, even if somebody had one, it'd be an activated gem. It'd be a gem that has has had something carved on it or something you know yeah. some kind of like something instilled in it that to, to to give it certain properties also when it comes to like you know crystalline structures you yeah know, crystals yeah crystals why are crystals so cool because they have piezoelectric uh, uh properties capacities yeah yeah, yeah. You, where you can squeeze it and it generates, generates an electric current so i think that different types of crystals do have certain properties and, yeah. You know, that, that can be, so if you're talking about, okay, why do they want gems and stuff? I think maybe food, maybe? Well, <laughs> pe- people are trying to create, like, uh, storage devices in, in crystals, and apparently you could store, like, way more information. Way more, way more, it, it, of course. Once of you, course like, you master the technology. In the, in the la- lattices of the, uh, we of the crystals. About, uh, the advancement of humans, like, or advancements of civilizations, yes. the step they take, mastery of light. Yeah. Yeah, so this, this comes well, from... That's why I bring uh, gemstone. Is it used as some kind of optical technology... Um, to even because of space capitalism's weapons, Not laser weapons, weapons. But lasers lightsabers, are, bro, are, are great for communication. Communication yeah. is something you can because a tight beam laser you can encode all sorts of information on that, and, and lasers travel at the speed of light, baby. Right. You know, and so you know you could tight beam someone to someone a message in a laser. So lasers have, and you could also use them for telescopes. There's, there's so many. Did the, do you think that Anunnaki wanted those as well? I think well, if they're coming here, they need to replace their supplies. Yeah, they would have. They would basically harvest anything that would have use to them. Platinum, right. cobalt, like whatever, whatever they wanted to to use, they they could they could take. But it's just interesting that the whole gold thing. That who taught us that gold was valuable? I think yeah. they taught us, and it's just something that we used to see them wear often because their armor would have it incorporated on them. This and that. And so then, then humans are like, yeah, it's a sign of nobility to wear this shit because their chosen ones were given. You know, yeah. gold and stuff to wear, yeah. and so that's why over you know thousands, hundreds of thousands of years, we have this fascination with wearing this crap because right. you know it, it, it's it's an ancestral memory of some sort, and it's been exactly reinforced too. It's not that it it has it's been reinforced over and over again. They yeah, like it, lives like it's perpetuating blah. itself at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. the royalty in this. Land yeah, no, I, I find that also uh, fascinating. We were talking about like certain civilizations that use barley and stuff. They naturally switched over to gold. Like as soon as they got access to gold, they're like, "Oh yeah, this is the shit." You know what I mean? Well, because most likely they could trade for more things. So like you have this yeah. much gold, like like a handful of gold, and you can trade it for way more shit than a handful of barley. Yeah. Just that alone, right? Yeah. Like, Remember the Native American currency? What was their currency? Because sometimes they would have currency. Sometimes they wouldn't. Or beads. No. Well, <laughs> beads sort of, kind of. Yeah, it was yeah. a trade item. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But their currency was very interesting. It was. It was shells. They, they, they would use oh, like seashells shells yeah. and like snail shells because certain ones can only be found in certain areas. Right. And so that would indicate the difficulty level of achieving them so they would have more value. Yeah. yeah which is pretty interesting. So like a so like a hundred dollar bill basically was like a more rare shell versus like like a, like a one dollar bill, you know, the common ones you can find near That's rivers. crazy. The, oh, man. Because beads take actual work to, to make. Yes. A shell doesn't. You just pick it up and be like, okay, cool. I collect and you can eat the snail too, right? Yeah. The, the <laughs> hey, they were very practical people, and I, and I very much admired them. Imagine living in a, a, a society that 
that values that puts currency into that. I think the future, the future of currency is time. Time and money, and money. You don't think it's gonna be barter again? Uh, no, no, no. Like what, through no. through Bitcoin? Time, no. <laughs> well, time. Well, in the far future, yeah. Time. Imagine time as a currency. In the far future, yeah, possibly, yeah. No, not as in as in like I I give you time and you can hoard time. No, it, it's not. Again, it, it wouldn't work in a classical currency way. It would just be that what's valued the most. Like, like you owe time. me uh, a certain amount of time. No, no, no. There, there w- it wouldn't be anything. You need like to that. service no. me for a month. Because look, anything you want. Are, are you, you saying is it time would be the unit of trade? Look, is that what you're saying? Look, I'll be explaining. Uh, so anything you want, anything you want, you can have yeah. as long as you put the time into creating it. Yeah. That's it. Time is the currency. Because what do we use currency for? Acquiring things, right? Yeah. So that's simple. And the more advanced our civilization gets, the less time we need to put in to acquire certain things. For example, if we have malls right now, yeah? So if you go into a mall and the thing is just one giant 24-hour, 365-day-a-year greenhouse, mm-hmm. and all you've got to do is to go get your food is go put in half an hour a week or fucking 20 minutes a week or fucking an hour a week, you go do that, that's your, that's your time. You put in your time and you actually contributed to actually growing your food. You have awareness of... Where it comes from. Let's say you want a fucking computer. Oh. You go to nerds who love computers, you know, masters of their trade, and be like, hey, man, uh, I need a computer. And they're like, okay, come, let's go spend some time making a computer. And yeah. you get to cast your own fucking frame. You get to build your chip, do all that. You're involved in the fucking process. Well, well, That's what I mean about the future being time. Time being the current. Well, how, well, think about it this way also. Could it also mean how, uh, um, how convenient... That's how my civilization is going to run things. No, it's very interesting. Uh, making it convenient for other people. So to save time from other people so they don't have to uh, grow that food or it's something Basically, like that. no. Everybody got, has to be involved in every process if you want a thing. And right. Certain things are... Like, like, certain things but are, I'm saying, are a given. Would, would they value, value you more if you make it more convenient for a greater amount of people? You see what I'm saying? Uh, okay. If you make something in, more convenient, in, in a sense that let's say you in, shave off time in, in, on in their in this end. world, like everybody has like a mastery. Like there's one thing that you claim mastery of that mm. uh, you spend like four hours a day doing, you know. Yeah. And then you have like, and then there's a second level which is like you're, you're like a novice at something, and then there's a third level where you're a total amateur. Mm-hmm. So a novice would would help a master in building a something, mm. and so he would only spend two hours a day doing that thing. Mm. And then a novice or an amateur is anybody wants that one thing that these guys are a master of yeah so you go spend you know your fucking four hours with these guys or however much fucking long it takes and these three people assist you in building the thing that you want because they're masters of it yeah they know it the best and then eventually these novices become masters and you keep propagating the system because it, it, it makes everybody realize that we're fucking equals in this game in this game of cosmic life we're equals mm-hmm. and you know and what what's valued most in this world would time yes but knowledge. We go back to the point of like, yo, you know, everybody can be expressive, be creative, you know. You, yeah. Like, and this is another thing. I believe that creativity is all. It's also a cosmic force. Everybody, each one of us has a thing in us that mm-hmm. needs to like be expressed. I guess that's what this podcast crap. Yeah, is absolutely. About, right? It needs to be expressed, and so yeah, that man. you know, and every and this would satisfy that need too, that need to express, and also it would cut down on crime because for fuck's sake, everybody gets to have whatever they want. And then you can't even steal someone else's because everything is unique to that one person. If you have someone else's stuff, right away, you know, like, people would know, like, like, this guy usually gets all this shit that's blue. Why does he have a green thing today? Did he steal someone else's and shit? 
You know, like, yeah. and I'm just saying it would cut down on all that jazz. Like, honestly, all my shit would be either blue, black, or gray, you know, like, <laughs> all my stuff. So, it's just, it's just time. Like, it, try to envision a better world. Remember Bucky Fuller, man? Yes. And think of a better system to make Yes, I wanted to end with Bucky Fuller 30 minutes ago. Um, but that was, this was an amazing conversation, so we went, uh, we went long, and, uh, never, uh, a dull moment with the Brampton boys. Um, thank you so much, this was so enlightening, I got fucking stoned as fuck, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that or not, but holy shit, this was Canada, a man. great conversation. Uh, I'm pretty sure the longest we've, uh, I've had, um, so far, but, uh, maybe, Beating it by a couple minutes. Uh, point oh, is, uh, what are you, what are you boys uh, saying? You guys going to Jam Easy's uh, show? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go. There. Yeah, yeah. Mind if I uh, uh, join you guys? Yeah, come sure. Okay, sick, sick. All right, thank you so much. Good night. God bless and Godspeed.